Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. A three-run home run for Buckingham. The Yankees now lead it by a score of 3-2. to Bill Lee is now going over to a couple of the Yankees, and there they go again. Tech and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Masada's throw. Roberts, safe. What can I say? Just tip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to episode 75 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Uh, it's not much of a rivalry right now, I'll tell you that. John Senecal, Brian Shackman here, and I'm, I'm amazed. I, let me just start you off real quick. What's more of a surprise? How good the Yankees are or how bad the Red Sox are? Oh, obviously, definitely how bad the Red Sox are, I would say. I, I, I thought these teams would be more of, like, equal. You know, I'm, I didn't expect the Yankees to be 20-game winners this quick, but um, I did not expect the Red Sox to be behind the Orioles in the AL East. Uh, I'm not—you follow them a lot more closely than I do, Brian. I mean, I know the only three people really hitting are the three studs, but what's going on? Well, we'll talk—we're uh, going to put a pin in that because we will talk about Trevor's story— and the problems at the bottom of the order, and specifically, you know, there are so many. I mean, they're not scoring runs at right. all. But I, but I, I think the most important thing to start with, because in all fairness, even though I'm a Red Sox fan, is I, I, I agree that maybe the Red Sox being this bad is more of a surprise. But I think we need to start with the Yankees and their pitching because it is stunning to me. Technically, if you look at overall team stats going into Tuesday's games. They were number two in Major League Baseball, number one in the American League in pitching, you know, when they average out all the stats. Nestor Cortez, who's technically their what, their fourth or fifth starter, has been unbelievable. And I just don't I mean, I mean he's a guy that called the pitching coach in the offseason wondering if he had a shot at making the rotation. Because he wanted it or he was so worried about it? I think he was worried about it. I mean, he pitched pretty good at the end of the season last year, but, I mean, he is not a household name, right? And no. When you think New York Yankees or Red Sox, you're thinking you want some pitchers that are household names. I don't think anybody thought that Nestor Cortez would be— I mean, I think, arguably, he's our best pitcher, I would say, right now. I mean, he's not your marquee name, but if you look at it, I mean, the guy's given up, like, six runs this season. No, it's it's really impressive. And I, I the question is, do you think it's something that's sustainable? I mean, he's not going to go the whole season and give up 20 runs. Let's put it that way. I mean, that's not going to happen. But No, not just with him. I mean, in general. In general, listen, at this day and age, if you're a 3-5 rotation ERA, you're elite, right, in, in Major League Baseball. 
and the Yankees are what, like 2-5? Yeah. They're second in, in MLB. You're not going to keep that up. I don't see that happening. But listen, there's a lot of room for to drop off and still be elite. Um, I think they can keep it up to the point of around three, but I don't think it's going to, I don't think you're going to keep this clip up. I mean, that's, it's crazy what they're doing right now. And they're, I mean, technically they're not scoring a ton of runs. They're, they're middle of the pack in MLB, but, you know, I mean, Judge is leaving guys on base like crazy still. It's just not, they're not scoring a ton of runs. So the pitching is, is huge. It's very huge right now. I'm, I'm actually very surprised by it. Um, Severino is probably your worst pitcher, but he's also coming off injury. Um, to answer your question again, I don't think they'll keep up this clip, but I think they have the the pedigree as long as people stay healthy. I know I love to say that, but uh, they're in a good position. Let's put it that way. I mean, let's face it. You know, outside of the Dodgers, Dodgers the only other team in baseball who have allowed fewer runs. There's only like four teams heading into the week that have allowed fewer than a hundred runs. I mean, it's really really impressive, and they've had a bunch of games against like the Torontos of the world. So yeah. it's in and is are there any other pitchers? You know, because Nestor Cortez has kind of snuck up on me. You know, producer Matt Saroy's calls it, you know, what is it? Nasty Nestor. Yeah. So are there any other guys that are surprising you? Well, I mean, listen, nobody ever thought Jameson Tyon would be good because he, I don't know. He he was, was, I thought it was pretty good last well, he was, year. He was a pedigree player that, that ran into injuries, right, with the Pirates, and he was kind of cast away and he found his way on the Yankees. He was okay last year. He got hurt towards the end of the season, which obviously screwed him for the playoffs. I mean, Listen, on paper, he looks good. He's got the pedigree, but I don't think anyone really thought he'd be this good. I mean, everyone expects Cole to be good. Montgomery is a very sneaky good pitcher. Yeah, I like he's him. He's a very sneaky good pitcher. I don't. I think he's very underrated. Um, Tyon's a good one. I mean, yeah, listen, they they got they've got themselves a pretty good pitching staff. Their bullpen has been insane. I just hope that keeps up because the way the way starters are going now. I mean, listen, Cole threw what 100 and something pitches the other day, which is the most a pitcher has thrown this season. It's 114, I think he threw. And most people say he shouldn't have been out there throwing right. that much. But listen, you're not going to see that. Like you don't see that. P- pitchers don't throw over 100 pitches. Usually. Well, starting pitcher, I mean, it was just I don't know late late last week that. Like a team like Pittsburgh, they finally had a starter win a game. Right. You know, so it's the, the way the game is played is different. Starters don't mean as much. But so the bullpen has to hold up. Aaron Boone does stray away from the metrics sometimes. I mean, he he gave Cortez that opportunity to keep going with that no. I think that's right. That though. No hitter. That's the no, right. No, I don't have a problem with it. But like he Boone seems to have the confidence to let a guy go longer than I'd say eighty percent of managers in baseball wouldn't. Right. And so I, I, in some ways, I think that makes him a, a good player's manager. Although I'm not sure that you know the, the the stat geeks up in the front office are too happy about it. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is fan base a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Now the Red Sox, on the other hand, uh, as you said, is more of a surprise that they're as bad as they are compared to the, the Yankees, as good as they are. And in Boston, Trevor Story is getting hammered, and a lot of people think it's unfair. But I, from my perspective, it was it's. It's so obvious what's happening. Let me just be honest with people: is that Bloom is basically saying we're going to set up the model that we want we want here, and it's going to take some time to set it up. You can't you can't beef up the minor leagues, structure your major league roster the way we need it to uh, overnight. It could take three years, and so this they would say in private meetings probably this is sort of the price of doing business, and we're just going to have to suffer through it. But my problem is that it was pretty obvious. Now they may reverse course and sign. Xander Bogarts. But basically, they signed Trevor Story, and I can't have anyone convince me otherwise that they didn't sign him to replace Bogarts at short. Or at least they're nervous about that. Well, 
And so when you have Trevor Story, he goes from Colorado where nobody gives a crap about baseball. Right. You have the advantage of the home stadium with the thin air. He already was not hitting great on the road anyway, and he comes in and he's been a disaster at the plate. Now, some people are defending him now, saying that you know he's a slow starter, blah, blah, blah. But when you're batting below 200 and you're making that kind of money, when they could have committed that money to some other players out there or even put that money toward getting Devers and Bogarts re-signed, of course Boston's going to hate this guy. Right. And it's not his fault. It's not personal. And then when he doesn't address the media, whether that's – justified or not, whether he really just wants to work on his game, that stuff doesn't fly. No, it never works out well for you. It does you... not fly. And so I don't understand why the Red Sox, you know, and and Bloom and those folks, it, they they can know that what they're going to do. Listen, I'll give them three years. I mean, ultimately, going to Fenway is sad right now, in my, in my opinion. My wife went on her own on Mother's Day because she was going out to dinner with her mom. It's a great story. And we got two tickets to go, and I couldn't go. So before she went to dinner with her mom and her two sisters for Mother's Day, she just went over to the stadium herself. Yep. And she ended up five rows back, like behind home plate. Yep. Because the place was – they announced 28000 I doubt they got it to 21. This is what I really want. I know I'm going on a rant here. When I was little, the basic, and I was not raised in a Red Sox house. I was a Bruins and a Celtics house. Okay? we I went to Bruins and Celtics games. I did not go to Red Sox games as a little kid. And But basically, the way, the way it was is that nobody paid any attention to the Red Sox until the hockey and the basketball playoffs were over. over. So you could go to Fenway. If you look at the stats in like 1983 or whatever, right. that you go in May to Fenway and it's like 16, 17, 18, no 18,000. They don't get anybody until hockey and basketball are over. Wow. And that's where we are now. And imagine we had what? X amount of years of straight sellouts. Straight where they, sellouts. They were selling out 30-degree days in April. Right. I mean, they fudged the numbers at the end, but there was a couple of years straight where even 30 degrees in April, it was sold out. Yeah. And now it's just and, – and I don't know what's going to give. And so there's a lot of people that talk to me and say there's no reason the Red Sox, even if they're executing a new business plan, should be this bad in the transition process. And I, bet, I guess from your perspective, I mean, you know what they're trying to do. It's something the Yankees will never do. But do you think it's worth it? No, you can't do that in this. If you're a marquee team like the Red Sox and you like, listen, you've won three world championships in the last 15 years. That's not the vibe you got to send, right? Like you, you, you have built yourself up after 2004 as a perennial contender in Major League Baseball, right? You got the monkey off your back. You're a perennial contender. You got to show up and you got to do that every year. Now, they might have thought that was going to work out with getting story. And obviously, listen, injuries aren't going to help with sale. But I'm sorry, Chris Sale, before he was injured, was not your marquee pitcher, I'll argue. He was struggling. He was struggling and he was always one pitch away from blowing out his rotator cuff or his elbow and it happened, right? So for anybody to think that he's going to come back and be your answer, I don't think that's going to happen. A, I think he's been pushed back already again from his rehab, and I don't really think he's your answer anyway. So, And again, if you're not going to get the bats going, the pitching is regardless, it, it, it's obsolete anyways, right? Your pitching is pretty much in shambles right now, right? I mean, Waka was your best pitcher. He's hurt. Right. Um, Pavetta is, I mean, he's hurt too, isn't he, I think? Well, he's just bad. He's bad. Evaldi's uh, gutsy, and I love Rich Hill. I don't care if he's 80 years old. I love Who's him. Who's going to go out there, though? He'll get, yeah. he'll get you innings. And he's just a gamer. But I, th- I think the key is outside of Trevor Story, I mean, everyone basically is labeled Bobby Dahlbeck as a 4A player. Uh, there's nobody at first base. And I love Jackie Bradley. So what are they doing might not at be first base with Dahlbeck fluttering and not doing anything? Because the Yankees keep parading Gallo out there and he can't, he can't get out of his own way. 
I yeah, mean, I don't think they're going to trade for Joey Gallo. No, no, no. I'm just saying, yeah. like, what are they are they sitting him? Or is someone else playing first base? That's my thing. That's what I'm trying to tell people is that, in my sense of it, is they're going to bite the bullet no matter what. They're not going to do some knee jerk reaction to overpay. Listen, Kyle Schwarber, they Boston loved that guy. Right. They loved him, and he wasn't that expensive. And what did they do? They put their money. To Trevor Story. And so, I mean, Schwarber could, was less money than that, obviously, and they could have had him. And there's, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many athletes in the last 10 years who are perfect for Boston. He was like, he was a Johnny Gomes type popular yeah, guy. Yeah, he would have fit well in Boston. He and, really would And fit so well. I, I, it, I think they're willing to wait for Cassis in the minors. And I just hope they don't, you know, Jared Duran, they moved him up too quick last year. And um, it sounds like they haven't ruined him because he's tearing it up again. But they're waiting for Tristan Cassis, who, listen, everyone watched him in the Olympics. He he is as good a prospect as you yep. will find. But we got to wait for him. But you know what? You could have signed Schwarber for two years. Let the guy marinate. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. it's I, I think it's awful optics. And even if they are perennial they're supposed to be perennial contenders anyway but they're going to do it with a different economics moving forward well and, and right now i mean listen if you're if you're coming up you're not even out of may and you're 10 10 plus games out they have to they have to go like over 600 to get nine to get 90 wins they're gonna have to play 600 baseball the rest of the season i don't want to say it's impossible because i end up eating the words but when when you have a 345 winning percentage and you're a full month into the season that's difficult to overcome. Yeah, and think about it, Brian. Like, if you're going to have to play a 600 clip to win 90 games, now we said 90 games in the AL East, right? How it's all packed up might yep. might get you there. That is a very tall order. And I mean, I hate to break it, but dude, you're you're looking at a huge deficit. Like, you need you need some right. serious co- co- collapse on top of you in the division to really play some bad baseball. I mean, think of the clips you got to play bad baseball ahead of you, and you got to play great baseball to catch up. If they win, put it. I mean, think about it. If they win five in a row, lose a game, win five in a row, you know they're still going to be at five hundred. Yeah. I mean, you know, you do the math. So I, I listen. The bottom line is, I think it, the treatment of Trevor Story is a little bit unfair, but it's a classic story. There's been guys over the years who come to Boston, whether it's Pablo Sandoval, Carl Croft, whatever it is, who just don't, don't fit. fit. Because they don't understand how how important it is to people, how the media market doesn't doesn't like they don't just turn away. You're in Colorado, you say you don't want to talk. The dude says, "Hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow." Right. Well, in Boston, you're going to get skewered on talk radio, especially if you just went over four with four Ks. Yeah, face the music. I mean, and so it, it, it is not off to a good start. And sometimes these things don't recover. So people are saying, "Give him time, be patient." Yeah. But sometimes they gets away from you, and you can't control the outcome. Yeah, he's not doing himself any favors. But I'll, I'll, let me say this about guys who aren't hitting, right? I'm going to go back to Joey Gallo. <laughs> the Yankees are not going to win with him in the lineup. It's plain and simple. And I don't know how long it's going to take them to figure this out. Well, do you think they'll do like Robinson Cano and just dump it and eat the salary? He's making $13 million a year, okay? Steve Cohen just bit $40 million, all right? You mean to tell me the Yankees can't eat $13 million salary? Anybody is better than him right now. They had him batting in the ninth the other day with a chance to go ahead, and he watched three pitches, three straight pitches, didn't even move the bat. so weird because I loved him in Texas. He is, like, listen, he'd be great for New York. He fits the mold perfect. He's like Italian-American, 6'5", 235. They would carry him. He'd ride the back of the horse with the ghost of Wade Boggs, right? But it's not going (laughs) to happen. He's not a New York guy. Maybe Trevor Story's not a Boston guy, but we know Joey Gallo is not the answer in New York. And I don't know how long I blew my Mother's Day prediction, but I still got the end of the year prediction. But Jesus, I mean, 
I can't be the only one saying it. I mean, everybody saying it, they've got to figure him out because it's not it's not going to get any better. He's got to be in his head even more so than it is. It's tough to watch, man. It really yeah. is tough to watch. It is. It is, but I'm sure you're super happy about everything else to watch. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great. Like, it's great watching a game and and going into the game and and thinking and pretty much thinking your team's going to win, right? It's it, it's a great feeling. To know that and to know that if you're down two runs in the eighth or ninth inning, you got a very good chance of coming back and winning. Where like in the last past years, you're just like, oh, this game's over. Whereas the, the Red Sox is exactly. But I'll tell you again, you are not going to win with Joey Gallo. He's John Seneca, Brian Shackman. You're listening to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.